Morning prayer begins on page four of the prayer book. From the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And in every place incense shall be offered unto my name and a pure offering. For my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 for the Venite on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 42 and 43, beginning on page 392. Like as the heart desireth the water brooks, so longeth my soul after thee, O God. My soul is a thirst for God, yea, even for the living God. When shall I come to appear before the presence of God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they daily say unto me, Where is now thy God? Now when I think thereupon, I pour out my heart by myself, for I went with the multitude, and brought them forth into the house of God. In the voice of praise and thanksgiving, among such as keep holy day. Why art thou so full of heaviness, O my soul, and why art thou so disquieted within me? O put thy trust in God. For I will yet thank him, which is the help of my countenance and my God. My soul is vexed within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan, from Hermon and the little hill. One deep calleth another because of the noise of thy water floods. All thy waves and storms are gone over me. The Lord will grant his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night season will I sing of him, and make my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto the God of my strength, 
why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I thus heavily while the enemy oppresseth me? My bones are smitten asunder as with a sword, while mine enemies that trouble me cast me in the teeth. Namely, while they say daily unto me, Where is now thy God? Why art thou so vexed, O my soul? And why art thou so disquieted within me? O put thy trust in God, for I will yet thank him, which is the help of my countenance and my God. Give sentence with me, O God, and defend my cause against the ungodly people. O deliver me from the deceitful and wicked man. For thou art the God of my strength. Why hast thou put me from thee? And why go I so heavily while the enemy oppresseth me? O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me, and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. And that I may go unto the altar of God, even unto the God of my joy and gladness. And upon the harp will I give thanks unto thee, O God, my God. Why art thou so heavy, O my soul? And why art thou so disquieted within me? O put thy trust in God, for I will yet give him thanks, which is the help of my countenance and my God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighth verse of the forty-first chapter of the book of Isaiah. But you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the descendants of Abraham, my friend. You whom I have taken from the ends of the earth, and called from its farthest regions, and said to you, You are my servant. I have chosen you, and have not cast you away. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The poor and needy seek water, but there is none. Their tongues fail for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers in desolate heights, and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water, and the dry land springs of water. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar and the acacia tree, the myrtle and the oil tree. I will set in the desert the cypress tree and the pine and the box tree together, that they may see and know, and consider and understand together, that the hand of the Lord has done this, and the Holy One of Israel has created it. Here endeth the first lesson. Together today I'm on page 10. We praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. 
To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee, the goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee, the noble army of martyrs praise thee, the holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee, the father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only Son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ, thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants, whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Vouchsafe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize, but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now jo Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink of water from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well, and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water, will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Here endeth the second lesson. 
together jubilate on page 15. O be joyful in the Lord all ye lands, serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Be ye sure that the Lord he is God, it is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, for thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, mercifully look upon our infirmities, and in all our dangers and necessities, stretch forth thy right hand to help and defend us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <clears throat> Morning to all. We're in the middle of Epiphany season, and so the themes of the lessons are continue to be about revelation, about the way God is made known. And our morning prayer lessons today focus particularly on, on the theme of, of water and of um, the way that, that uh, God comes to us to fill us the way water quenches our thirst. And 
this um, theme of water, um, it, it rooted in Genesis, of course, where in the original creation we had four river heads that flowed from Eden. And we know at the end of uh, the Bible in Revelation, there's, there's a river uh, and there's trees on either side of the river that grow uh, fruit, and the fruit is for the healing of the nations. And so this water theme is throughout. And we had in our psalm lesson, of course, that uh, the psalmist understands this, this um, connection between thirst for water and thirst for God. He says, as a heart, as a deer desires the water of the brooks, so longs my soul for you, O God. And so this brings out something that kind of unifies the, the lessons today. Our Isaiah lesson, uh, Isaiah 41, we remember as we talked about throughout Advent, we were reading Isaiah, that Isaiah is a lot about the promise of the return from exile, that, that Israel is, has um, gone into exile. Uh, and we should say that the distance from God due to Israel's covenant disobedience is reflected in a geographical distance from God, which then in Isaiah, God promises to, to reverse. Um, and he, he the, the, the lessons, the verses we have from Isaiah 41, um, where he says, uh, the descendants of Abraham, my friend, you whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest regions and said, you, you are my servant. You remember Abraham was called out of Ur of the Chaldees, ancient Babylon, modern Iraq. And then in judgment, Israel is scattered right back to Babylon. And so it's the idea that God will do a new, a, a new miracle to, to bring them back from that exile, to call them again. We also have these verses here. Um, uh, Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed. I, I will strengthen you, help you, and uphold you by my righteous hand. If you've been in church long enough, there's a hymn, uh, I'll strengthen you, help you, and cause you to stand upheld by my righteous omnipotent hand comes from these verses uh, in Isaiah. And uh, then that idea of gathering the, the, the verses that, that our lesson skipped to, um, that uh, the poor and needy seek water, but there is none. Their tongues fail for thirst, but I'll hear them. And then the image of return from exile then is, is uh, portrayed as a sort of blossoming in the desert um, where in, in the dry land, um, fruitfulness brings forth. And this is an, in, in, uh, an image that's brought up in, in other Isaiah verses where the desert will blossom like a rose. It's interesting as, as a side note, um, having gone to Israel a couple of years ago that Israel's actually um, per perfected a drip irrigation technology and, and actually, if you go to Israel, there are date palm trees growing throughout the Judean wilderness because they're able to water uh, in, in the desert, which doesn't really have anything to do prophetically with this verses, but it's a fun fact to know and tell. So all this brings us then to the Samaritan woman at the well. And there's a few things about this story that we need to know to make sense of it, because in our own um, hearing of it, we're likely to hear it very wrong. Uh, like, for example, Jesus, uh, the woman comes to Jesus and he says, give me a drink, you know, and we're thinking, gosh, he's pretty rude to her like that, you know, and so why is he, why is he, you know, he, why wouldn't he say please and, you know, be a little more kind? Well, in fact, 
exact the exact opposite is the case of what's happening in the text. So in the, in the Middle Eastern culture, um, the the very fact that Jesus would talk with a woman um, would would be forbidden to this day in in tribal Bedouin culture. Uh, uh, so. Jesus goes and sits on the, on on the well, on the covered well, and his disciples aren't with him, so he literally has no way to get water. And and so what normally would happen is that if a woman came and he's sitting there, he would withdraw from the well and allow her then to do her business before he came back. So he doesn't do that. He so he breaks a taboo, and this is kind of the um way that Jesus is showing the breaking down. The taboo would be, first of all, just the various ways that a man would talk to a woman, and secondarily, no Jew would talk to a Samaritan woman. So Jesus sits there and comes up, and then not only that, by saying, give me a drink, no Jewish male would have received a drink from a Samaritan woman. So he's actually providing a um, an act of reverse hospitality. He's allowing her to serve him, and he needs her because he's thirsty at the well, and the disciples probably have the bucket that they have to do that, those things with. So he allows her to give him a drink. And then she turns in a dialogue about he will give her living water. But it's interesting, uh, so points about that would be that, that when we're trying to um, minister to people and proclaim to them the gospel, it's important to value them by allowing them to serve us. Sometimes our Western ideas we want to do everything for everybody, and and um, we allow, and then everybody receives, receives, receives from us, and this is our way of mission sometimes, and it's a very bad way. It actually cultivates the welfare state where we give, 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 and someone uh, acclimates to receiving without. So when we allow someone to do something for us, it ennobles them and values them. And, and that's something we should be aware of. Um, and when we're, when we're, um, if we want to say preach the gospel to the poor, to the outcast, we have to allow them to serve us. We have to come into their community if we want them to come into ours as well, and not just be the imperialist is always giving stuff to everybody. And so um, the story then gives us an image of, of and then Jesus says, you know, the, the, he is the living water and the idea that that all the things that the scriptures um, hint at, that this that the thirst, bodily thirst is the thirst for God. Jesus connects this by, you know, by, by saying, I am, I, I will give you this water in relationship to me. Which will which will fill you, and the passage goes on. Just to, Jesus goes on in the, in the story past where we read to highlight that he himself, in his person, will no longer worship at Jerusalem or anyone, but through him will come to the Father. And so we get this living water. We come to the Father through Jesus in the Spirit, and we have this 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 uh, quenching of an interior thirst that no other thing can can solve and this is the true meaning of baptism where the true meaning of water is brought out to us it's a revelation to us that water becomes a means of washing away sin of union communion with god and so the the the, the thing that we we would um uh 
see in this lesson, maybe to just take away today, is that um, Jesus is reaching out beyond his own comfort level and borders, beyond the acceptable boundary of his culture to bring the gospel to someone. And so we're called to do that, too, because Jesus has broken down all these barriers. Uh, so we think about where do we, how do we enter into spaces where we're, we're proclaiming the good news that all can come to the Father in Christ and all can partake of the Spirit in Christ if they put their faith in him. And we think about that in our life. We sometimes, you know, um, observe boundaries of social and other distinction that God doesn't really observe. And, and thinking about how we can also go out like that and be a means of revelation. And as we do it, to be aware of the fact, like Jesus, that we, we, we go in not as let me give you all this. We go in valuing the humanity of others, allowing them to give to us, partaking of their hospitality. And that and then we can reciprocate by by sharing with them the, the, the love of Christ that, that we that we bring. So you know, a few thoughts about today's lessons. Um, Sunday's morning prayer is, is seen, as, as I said when I've joined you before on Sunday, as a prelude to the Eucharist, so we aren't going to do extended prayers. I'm going to close uh, morning prayer this morning with a prayer of St. Chrysostom on page 20 and the grace. Let us pray. Almighty God has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee. And dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, that will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all this uh, Lord's Day. Peace. Thank you. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Thank you. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bishop.